Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Those achievements can be celebrated not as a substitute for non-conditioned love, but in addition to, you see? But if you didn't get a sufficient amount of that non-conditioned love, then you'll spend the rest of your life pursuing whatever you pursue to try to get love, and money is usually one of them. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. As we've discussed, money is a symbol of value. Applying that in our lives can lead to a paradigm shift in how we approach money. But first, we have to repair our relationship to producing value, which has been distorted since childhood. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Money from Burden to Freedom course, available now online at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. So what's supposed to happen is through the unconditioned love that we're supposed to get, that will connect us to our own inherent value at the level of essence, that we experience that as we are without having to do anything, certainly without having to be productive that we are valuable because we're loved and that love causes would, would cause us to feel like, oh, I'm loved, therefore I must be valuable. And then as a grown-up, you can have that experience with the divine or as a kid, depending on the person, depending on how they're wired up. When you don't have that experience though, you experience, you fuse to control. You blend with control and you experience my value is a function of my performance. I have to be something other than what I actually am, other than what's actually authentic, in order to be valuable. You starting to get a sense of where this turns into relationship with money? We're going to connect the dots. Fortunately, there's a whole lot more time. Any questions so far? That was a lot. That was 15 minutes. Wow. Go ahead. Yeah. A lot of kids in the US, especially in the 70s, I don't know how much now, but got spanked also. In the terrible twos when we acted out. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, that makes it even worse. And I also, I want to highlight, you don't have to get spanked to get the message that your behavior is not acceptable. Just a sidelong glance will do it. I mean, that's the thing. The the thing you got to understand about infants, and if you spend any time with infants and you really pay attention, you can sense this. They're far more aware than, than even the most above average adult. They're far more aware. They're picking, up on, they're picking up on what's going on inside you because they have little to no boundaries. 
And this is something you can experience as an adult. You know, when you clear out a lot of your unconscious gunk, you, I wouldn't even say you don't develop the ability to do this. You uncover the ability to do this. And I'm sure all of you have had this experience here and there where you just knew what was going on in someone. It happens all the time, but it can happen, you know, the vast majority of the time. It can be something you turn on and off. And an, an adult shouldn't have little to no boundaries. That's very difficult. But you can move your boundaries like an accordion. You can sort of, you know, thicken them and expand them and you can drop them, you know, when you're around people that you want to be closer with or whatever. You want to hang out with a tree, you can lean up against the tree and drop your boundaries and be with the tree. And you can have an experience of that tree. They move, you know, like the the ants in uh, in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, serious, they move really, their consciousness is very slow, like a radio wave. It's really long and slow. So you got to get really still to hang out with the tree. As opposed to like an insect, they're much higher frequency. Anyway, okay. So the, the zeitgeist within our economy around money is to maximize our return on everything, to get the most amount of money with the least amount of effort. That's what we're trained to do. Now, the, what I would offer is the tip of that iceberg is actually based in something true, the light side of it, and that is efficiency. So when you come up with a more efficient way to do something, you can maximize the return on something, right? So like if you figure out how to clean some clothing, if you have a dry cleaners for example, look at them. If you have a dry cleaner and through your ingenuity and systemization and efficiency and skill training of employees, you figure out a way to clean a pair of pants and it costs you a dollar to clean those pants instead of $2, well, then that dollar that you save drops to your bottom line and becomes profit, right? That's what, by the way, a P&L measures, profit and loss statement measures the uh, ability to efficiently create value. That's what profit is. I said that again. Profit is a measure, an indicator of the ability to efficiently produce value. Unfortunately, what many business people do when they're having difficulty is they ask the wrong question. And they ask the question, how do we make more money? Which is not a good question. One, you're not the one printing the money. So I don't know what you mean by make. So if you replace that with earn, it will change your consciousness. So, oh, earn. Well, how would we earn more money? Well, we can only do that a few different ways. We have to increase the value of our product and raise the price. We have to increase the efficiency with which we produce the product. And so earn that way, but save that dollar from the cleaning the pants. There's only a few ways to really do that find a different market who values it more. I mean, you can go into that kind of stuff. But the way an adult orients toward money is toward earning it, not making it. Earning it. Because if money is a symbol of value and not any of the stuff that we've been talking about, then the name of the game is to produce value. But our relationship to producing value gets confused in our childhoods. Because that desire to maximize approval and minimize rejection with our parents trickles down into our relationship with money. 
because we want to maximize our return on investment of any kind of action, of any kind of energy, as opposed to coming from true goodness and expressing that goodness in a valuable way and allowing for money to be a reflection of that. You see the difference? It's difficult to describe, or at least difficult for me at the moment. The desire to maximize uh, money in, in that way, it's a control-based scheme. And you can see it anywhere you look, where people are trying to, you know, the 2008 mortgage crisis, where people were pack- packaging toxic assets, saying, hey, let's take all these toxic, screwed-up assets and make it look like they're better and then sell them and make money with them. That's making money. That's making money. It's producing an appearance of value where value is not, and then gaining the money symbols as a reward. That's performance. It's fake, right? It wasn't illegal, but it wasn't true. And so if you go back to the childhoods of the investment bankers who cooked up those ideas, they probably had a very specific set of circumstances that really muscularized their control turn them into three to five-year-old schemers of like, how do I get what I need without having to actually be authentic because that's too risky? But we all grow up with this idea. And that's why, why the world of money is as screwed up as it is. Because there's not, a, not an authentic honoring of money follows the expression of value Instead, it's seen as like, how do I scheme my way into getting the money that I want, irrespective of whether I actually earn it? And this you can see in any business, if you look, any messed up business. Go ahead. It's interesting that that represents pretty much every business article I've ever read, too. Like, it doesn't even have an alternate path or perspective. Perspective is a better for it. Doesn't, I've never read an alternate perspective in like a legitimate business like a Forbes or an Inc. Yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. You see, the pre-frame for money is, well, is the a priori assumption is, well, of course you want to get as much as you possibly can with the least amount of effort. Of course. Of course. That's just a, a given. It's in the context of any business article, any business meeting. Not, not all of them, certainly, but that's what we're steeped in. And then, of course, the, if the businesses are leading in that way, then, and certainly the government operates in its own way this way, and then all the consumers are conditioned this way too. Well, of course, you want to buy. Have you guys ever had the experience of uh, when you, you buy something at the cheapest possible rate, the lowest bid, or the you know cheapest offer, and then you pay for it by dealing with bad service and you know late delivery or whatever, and you go, oh man, see that's what happens. But we're conditioned to think, well, of course you want to get what you want for the cheapest possible price. Of course you do. But it's easy to reflect on your experience and say, actually, that's not true. Sometimes it is, but it definitely deserves a moment of reflection. So this, this one idea of how do you relate to money if you drop this maximi- maximization mentality that comes from a lack. A lack of what, by the way? A lack of love. That's where it comes from. Because the desire to maximize approval is for in, a, in a performance-based way. Well, if I behave this way, I'll be approved of. That's starving. That's a, an expression of starvation for love 
that we're supposed to get without doing anything, just being whoever we are. And then later on, rules and boundaries and whatever, they come in. But that's supposed to come after the, the infant has had an experience because an infant can't do anything, can they? Right? For a pretty long time, they just are. And they shit themselves and throw up and, you know, sometimes can't even, don't even know what to do with a nipple. They're just useless and they need to be loved for that. Right? That's non-conditioned love. And that goes on for quite a long time. So that's supposed to be the foundation. And then when the child starts to grow up and, you know, accomplishes things like rides a bike or, you know, gets an A on a test or whatever, and it goes on the, refri- on the refrigerator, then those achievements can be celebrated not as a substitute for non-conditioned love, but in addition to, you see? But if you didn't get a sufficient amount of that non-conditioned love, then you'll spend the rest of your life pursuing whatever you pursue to try to get love. And money is usually one of them. Money, sex, power, physical strength, anything, just about anything can be used as a substitute for love. So this is the sort of deepest orientation uh, or deepest place where our relationship to money gets messed up. Okay, I thought that was going to take me an hour. (laughs) It didn't. But it's a good thing I had the time. There's a little bit more. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.